This is Killing the Business Worldwide. We are here on a beautiful Friday morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you may be. I am your host, the sickest one of them all, Sick Vic. This is the International Referee Summit. We did one before that was a little late for our international friends, probably like two in the morning. To At me, least. <laughs> to me, it's just like, I'm up with the kids anyways. <laughs> I understand. So we're doing a part two, more international friendly. We'll go down the list and have everyone introduce themselves. Uh, Tim, you were the first one here, so go right ahead. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I am Finn Ref Tim, aka Damn Kutasari. Uh, I mainly referee for Slam wow. Wrestling Finland. I've been a referee for roughly 10 years now. Was originally trained by WWE4 by Curtis Hughes in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I am at this time probably the most internationally traveled referee out of the Nordics. Uh, Jesse, you have a second one here? Uh, here I'm uh, Jesse Fields. I'm one of the referees for Game Changer Wrestling, uh, National Wrestling Alliance. I am the senior official for Paradigm Wrestling as well, and occasionally fill in at Warrior. Um, I have been a referee for almost 18 years now, and uh, as you can currently see in the background, uh, the greatest part of our job is travel. So I'm currently uh, traveling at the moment. I appreciate in the busy airport you coming on and joining us. Uh, damn, who was number two? Number three. Was it Rico or was it Mark? How did you guys Yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Rico. Hey there. So, uh, yeah, my name is Rico Mikkonen, uh, Refriku on all the socials. Uh, I'm a referee for FC Wrestling here in Finland. I was actually trained by Teemu Kytasari. That's how you pronounce his name. And uh, yeah, uh, I've been a Close referee enough. for three years and uh, mostly work in Finland, but I've also branched out to Sweden uh, last year and this year. And uh, hopefully, who knows who knows where? Like, it's an adventure and I'm going as far as I can. So nice to meet you all. Mr. Mark. I know that's me. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Mark Bitters. You can find me on Twitter at RefMarkBitters or just on Facebook, uh, Mark Bitters. I've been a referee for 22 years. I uh, took a little break in the middle, uh, came back out of retirement after like a, a, a little stint for a break and uh, came out of retirement to be the senior official for Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, FWF located out of New York. And to shake that ring rust off uh, before doing that, I, uh, I also got my foot in the door with uh, Dylan Postel's ACW, Dave Hero's GLCW, and a handful of other just I'm in Chicago, so Midwest-based uh, independent promotions. Rob. Rob Fuller, a.k.a. Rob Roberts. I've been uh, a referee for probably maybe a year, but I've, I'm a former independent hardcore wrestler. I've been wrestling on and off maybe for like 20-plus years. I wrestle for... Uh, uh, wrestling uh, referee wrestle for a wrestling company out here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island called uh, Showcase Pro Wrestling. Uh, like I said, I've been doing it for almost half my life. Referee just 
the referee thing just started not that long ago. They asked me if I wanted to be a referee because I know the business for a long time. I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So the referee thing just started maybe a year ago. Uh, between Domi and Joe, sorry, Joe, ladies first. Yep, ladies first. Ladies <laughs> first. Hi, um, Domi. My name is, well, my real name is Dominika. I'm originally from Slovakia, but I live in Finland and uh, I have been refing for almost three years now. Started in FCF Wrestling in Finland and uh, now I work uh, for Slam Wrestling Finland. Uh, this year, I had the opportunity to ref in Czech Republic, in Prague, and I went to Germany to do a couple of shows too. So uh, hopefully, I'm going to be back in Germany in September again. Be, be safe out there. Thank you. You're welcome. Last but not least. Hey, I'm joking. Uh, I'm over in the Pacific Northwest. Um, locally, I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Um, I do a lot of the promotions here. I'm the head referee for WrestleCore, the head official for All Star Wrestling. I do a lot of uh, fun different wrestling promotions down here, like Glam Slam, Boom Wrestling. Um, I have a show tomorrow night at um, downtown called the Nation Extreme Wrestling. Um, yeah, anytime you come down to the Pacific Northwest or the Vancouver area, you'll most likely get to meet me or see me working. All right, so my question. You referees, and by the way, if you want to segue to something else, tell stories, please feel free. My question is to all you referees is what attracted you to become a professional wrestling referee? I don't know if Tim could have stepped aside. Uh, there's Tim. Yeah, sorry, I had to deal with our youngest one. Uh, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Only double duty, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so, but the first question was, what attracted you to become a professional wrestling referee? Uh, well, originally it was like just one something I was supposed to do on the side because when I went to Atlanta to get training, my goal was to become a manager, and I did ma do some managing, and I had done some managing in Finland. But when uh, when I did refereeing on the side. There was an opportunity to go on a seminar by Earl Hebner in 2015 because he came to Stockholm. And a lot of Nordic rest, uh, referees went there and he gave some advice and, and reviews our matches. And the feedback I got from him was, I mean, I was so positively surprised by, by his feedback when he told me like, you're good, you're probably the best one here. And like, I was like, I did not expect that at all. Did he say um, that in front of everybody else? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 indeed. It was like, I was just going to go and talk to him before the main event because he was having the main event. And I I just wanted to talk with him a bit. And so, uh, so just tell him good luck, just an excuse to talk with him a little. And then he like pulled me aside and said, you're good. You're probably the best one here. And I was like, well, what, what, do, you, what do you say to that? Like. Thank you, like uh, like sincerely, thank you. And that basically was the turning point for me. Then I started taking refereeing a lot more seriously than that, and that became my main focus. Even though, like I said, I have done some managing afterwards, just just for the variety and the, just because I still enjoy being a manager. But but refereeing has been my my main focus ever since then. 
on a, a, a lot more seriously. Until then, I was just kind of like, I'll do this until an opportunity to become a manager shows up. And it just never did. <laughs> I'm so yeah. happy it never did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's I mean, so good to work with you. And I'm just so glad that I, you know, uh, you were the one to, you know, train me and stuff. So I'm really <laughs> kind of glad that you didn't become a manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a lot, a lot of different. This is like really a butterfly effect thing here. Like, yeah. like both Rico and, and Domi, I've had a hand in, in training them. And, and like, I mean, who knows like how things would have gone just, just there. Just you can tell like how you can affect people with your own choices and how wrestling can affect your life and your like the connections you make. It was kind of awkward. I'm so happy your dreams didn't come true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's living his dream out. right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, ch I changed my dream. It worked out in the end. But it's like, but yeah, it's like just being a referee in, in general is like, it was what I enjoy about it now, like most, is like just being in the middle of it. When you're in the middle of it, I, I'm, I'm sure you all can remember when you're when when you were in the ring for the first time and you were like kind of blown away by the energy of being there like the, the chance from the crowd like uh, it, it was just so you were you were like just just trying to not mess anything up and just trying to be uh just trying to like uh like take it all in and and now of course now you it's you can kind of even enjoy the show while you're still focusing on it, but but then you were just so so concerned with not messing things up and, and but just the atmosphere and being having the best scene in the house. I mean, like, what's, what's not to love? The thing that I'm Timu still trying said, to not mess everything up. <laughs> I think we all are, right? <laughs> the, the thing that yeah. stood out to me the most that you said, Timo, um, the, I mean, we can definitely keep going around and, and figure out why guys wanted to get into the, the pro wrestling business as referees. But I, I, I would much rather focus on, like, things that we can do to help others and things that we can help to, to help ourselves. The biggest thing that I think you said there was your interaction with, uh, with Earl where he came yeah. up to you at the end of that seminar. And while you guys were talking, he told you that you were the best referee that he'd seen that day. Now, yeah. who knows what that means? Yeah, that's awesome. But on the, yeah. on the other side, devil's advocate, who knows what that means? That you, you yeah, could be who knows one what that means? Yeah, 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 yeah. They could yeah. be seven terrible guys and you could be a little less than terrible. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This business comes down to opportunity. <laughs> when you tell oh, yeah. oh, yeah. that story, I hear opportunity. When Earl yeah. comes up to you and says, you're the best guy here, well, he's not going to say that just to kiss your ass. He, it's no. Earl Hebner. He has no reason yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, we all know he don't kiss ass. I would love <laughs> to get everybody's opinion on, like, it would, like, Timo, you said, what do you say to that? I didn't know what to say with that. I yeah. would love to get other guys' inputs as far, and ladies, uh, as far as where do you go from that? If you get a compliment like that from somebody like Earl Hebner or somebody else with a lot of prestige behind them, what do you say to further that and get an opportunity out of that experience? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Thank you, sir. I, I was gonna say I had a very unique encounter uh, last year when we had SummerSlam weekend here in Nashville. Uh, they decided to do Ric Flair's last match, and I had done the GCW show the night before, and da 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 da. And I was asked by a couple people, like, "Hey, you should come down to the Ric Flair, uh, the Ric Flair show, and help out backstage." You never know, da da da. And Anybody who's ever watched me officiate 
a lot of my mannerisms, the, the way that I count, everything that I do is very Mike Kyoto oriented. And I just so happened to get to share a locker room with Mike Kyoto. Oh, yeah. And getting there to talk to him. And we had interacted on Twitter before. And it was one of those things where he, he said, yeah, I've seen some of your stuff. You're pretty damn good. And just it, just that simple little statement, like, I've always, I get in my head a lot about how I am as a referee, but when I have the person that I've patterned most of my officiating style off of say that to me, uh, it kind of reinvigorated me awesome. in, in a way of oh, like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, cause I, I, I was very lucky to work under Rudy Charles quite a bit in Nashville in like 2009, 2010. Uh, so I really got to sit under, sit under his tree while he was still with TNA and doing the independence before he went to WWE. So I've been able to like have those kind of guys come back and say, Hey, you, you're doing good. You're doing much better than you were 10 years ago. And, you know, to have somebody like Kyoto, literally one of the greatest of all time to make that comment to me. I was like, Oh, Okay, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> yeah, it's huge, I mean, man. There are not a lot of like there's a million wrestlers out there, right? There, there's a million good wrestlers out there. There's a million guys that have been on television, but as far as like referees that have been that have made it and have been there and have proved themselves that they have it, and to get a compliment from one of those guys, like the you can get compliments all day from a from a wrestler, but wrestlers really don't know what they're looking for referee rise. Like they don't know what makes a good referee. To get a compliment from Mike Kyoto, mm. that's fantastic, dude. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, oh yeah. It's, you know, and, and that's the thing about the, the whole thing about where I'm from, like the, when you break into the wrestling business in the South, they try to start you off as like a manager or a referee before you become a wrestler, because they want you to kind of understand like all the dynamics of how a show goes. So like, I've been able to work with a lot of wrestlers who were referees and they have come to me like, yeah, we, we appreciate when we have a good referee in the ring, because we know how bad it can be with a bad ref having been a bad ref themselves. Uh, so it, it's one of those things where like, sometimes you can get a good compliment from a wrestler who's been in that perspective, or you just work with somebody who has never been a referee, doesn't understand a referee. And you do one thing different than somebody else. And you're suddenly light years better. Pretty cool. It's very cool. Anybody else? I want an answer to my question. Earl Hebner comes up to you and says, you're the best guy here. What do you say? What's your next sentence that comes out of your mouth that gives you an opportunity? Thank yeah. you, sir. Can I have a job? <laughs> I don't know. What can you say to Earl yeah. Hebner? He's like, What's Kim doing in the impact like, zone? You're the best referee I've seen on the show. You're like, you're mind boggled, obviously. And you're like, shit and bricks because it's Earl fucking Hebner, first of all. And you're like, Sir, can you give me any advice how to be a good referee, how to get a job for WWE or anywhere else? Like, what can you say to him? Like, seriously. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah I mean, Sorry about the story, yeah. but okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it really is one of those, like, in hindsight, I kind of like, I wasn't, like, like I said earlier, I wasn't taking refs, I wasn't focusing refereeing as much as I am now. And I was also still so green then. And I wasn't even sure how to capitalize on it. So I would so like in hindsight, maybe I, maybe I could have done something differently 
but like oh, i'm not saying to kick yourself when you're i'm not saying that you missed no 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 no, 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 no. I'm like, was he like, working for wwe at the time no he was he was working impact he was working okay impact. see but that's yeah, i mean it, there are so few spots for us at like a mm-hmm. high level that if even if you do ask errol hey can you you know you see that i'm good can you do me a favor put in a good word with me for somebody do something for yeah. me yeah. if he's trying to get back there He's not going to yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Because he's no. trying to get that same spot that he yeah, that you're yeah. asking him to, to vouch for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants his yeah, I mean, spot. You know, he's like, yeah. I'm not going to have this guy. It, it, it can definitely be tricky. As a, with wrestlers, there's so much of a revolving door with every company that guys, mm-hmm. they, they, they're debuting guys every week, every week, every week. With referees, there's only, I mean, there's less than 50 spots <laughs> on a national basis. Yeah. And the, the openings for those spots only come, there's maybe like three every two years. It, it's yeah. very, very yeah. hard to like pry yourself and in. And confirm. <laughs> yeah. and it's funny you should say did. the number th- and it's funny you should say the number three because like i know there was uh because wwe was at money in the bank in london uh and uh they had a referee tryout for european referees for nxt uh, the nxt europe thing they only had three referees there for a tryout okay. now like i know one of them but and and uh i like I, i'm I just, it, it's kind of like mind-boggling also in a sense like only three but at the same time it's like well i i guess like like how 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 where do they find referees in in europe you know especially if you're looking for continental i mean you have wxw which is like germany's the biggest and the biggest in the continent and but like other than that like where where do you go for your referees because you're probably gonna get a lot of people sending in applications in in the united states but in the Europe, like, like what, what's what's the what's the entryway until you have NXT Europe? Like, where do you go for that? Because there isn't any, there's no big national or international company working uh, Europe at the moment. It's w, WXW, and that's like cooperating with uh, WWE, at least as far as I know. But that's just basically uh, being a like a like a developmental for developmental. If if that's then you have to remember that even though they are not part of the eu the uk is still historically a european country so oh boy that's a key thing that <laughs> like, like if you're european because, if you go like okay, yeah, yeah. That, that is true that, that is true yeah but, um, but like in, in this sense that like uk is is quite literally and figuratively an island of itself like the uk scene Mm-hmm. It's, it's very so, separated from the continental you can like you can do you work full-time true. in the uk and you don't even ever have to leave the island to make a living but mm. from um, the continent sorry no go ahead i i was gonna say like i there's something i've noticed uh here in the states with certain companies um a lot of them are trying to stick with that golden number of three because of budgetary reasons, thing, you know, logistics on shows and whatnot. Uh, getting on to shows here, the best thing that I can tell people to do is just always be uh, open to networking. Talk, you know, always be friendly. Always be friendly with, um, like, if you know somebody that's working for a company, always just be cordial with them. Um, never be afraid to ask that's that's the big thing a lot of people uh, i've noticed a lot of younger referees don't want to ask like hey how do i get to this company hey how do i 
what do I do? I've been very fortunate that I've just lucked out on some of my uh, uh, opportunities just from being friends with, you know, people at Impact, people at AEW, and people at NWA, GCW, things like that. People need to be a lot more... I had a really good thought, and uh, like I said, I got a lot of chaos going on. Um, what time is your flight? <laughs> Are you going to miss your plane? Uh, no, they're actually starting the boarding process for eight, and so I've got about Fantastic. 10 minutes before <laughs> I got to go down the, uh, the gangway, so I was I, I I didn't want to do this, but I was going to try to like shit and get my uh, my little two cents on this. Um, it's just making sure that you have connections. Like if if you know so and so is the head referee for this company, stay in contact with them because if the show's going to be in that area and it's a regional thing, make sure it's okay to be at the show. Show up, help out, make yourself seen, and make yourself an asset. That is how you get onto a show. Become a person that can wear multiple hats and become indispensable. That's what gets your foot in the door. And that's when opportunities will suddenly, hey, this guy's been helping out backstage, doing the medical, grabbing gear. Uh, hey, we got, an extra, we got an extra match. Let's give him a match. And then from there, hey, we're going to be back up here in two, uh, two months. You want to spot on the show. So, you know, be proactive uh, with, your, with uh, staying in communication with people the role of a referee is so much more than just the guy in the ring or lady who wears stripes and counts to three. It's, it's so much more than just bell to bell, right? The Jesse, I think you can vouch for this. The, the amount of work, the referee is not one of the boys, right? The referee is not quote unquote talent. The, in my opinion, the referee is more, it's part of the crew than they are to, to the talent. And it, yeah, go ahead. Jesse. You are absolutely, no, you're absolutely correct because uh, so Adam Galt is the senior official for GCW. Uh, he handles the booking and logistics for all of the referees that are going to be on whatever shows that we're on. He helps transport merchandise and talent to and from hotels and airports. Um, whenever I'm involved with some shows, I'm a part of production setup. I have EMR certification, so I'm usually medical on some shows. Like whenever we've done the uh the war games stuff i was the one that was backstage uh patching everybody up resetting dislocated joints and things like that referees should never just be referees you should always learn a skill that makes you indispensable at a show are you good at audio editing are you a sound engineer can you make flyers do you have medical uh are you good with people? Any of that? Can you run the merch stand? I, there's so many Any, jobs in a re, in a wrestling show. The, the, anything yeah. to stand out. I did a seminar with Bryce Rimsberg, and he said, "There's five things that you should have to make yourself indispensable: a credit card, a driver's license, a passport, uh, a working vehicle, and an open mind to doing something that you've never done before." but you're willing to take it on to further yourself in the business and taking those five things can make you like, Hey, uh, so-and-so stuck at the airport and all the green guys can't go get it. Hey ref, you got a car? Yes, sir. I've got a car. Go get them. I'll pay for your gas. Now you made a connection with the promoter. You get a chance to, to ride with one of the wrestlers. You're able to make all these connections. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, I'm, always, um, yeah. I'm always the first one there. I'm always there to help out with uh, building the ring and then tear it down, put it in the truck, put it back in storage or whatever. And I can think just off the two, top of my head, two promotions, I got the job simply because I was always there. And I said, hey, Joe's there, right? And like All-Star is one of them. And I'm the head official there. And it was simply because I was there and I was setting up the ring. There was a miscommunication with one of the other refs and he left and they said, who can ref? And everyone goes, oh, Joe's a referee. And boom, I got it. Now I'm the head official. And it's simply because, you know, I tried to make myself as sensible as possible, you know, doing whatever it is that I can, you know, like, hey, you need, to, you need me to tighten the ropes? Okay, I'll tighten the ropes. You need me to, you know, whatever it is. So it's definitely, that's how you get a lot of the opportunities. It's not just who you know, but it's like, what can you do? And are you there? And, you know. Eat shit. Eat shit a lot. Right. Yeah. Do stuff for free. Do stuff that you that's going to get yourself a, a, your foot in the door and show that you're responsible. And if you can do that, you might not. You might be ringing the bell for fucking six months. Can I swear here? The, yeah, is, is that okay? Yeah, we've already crossed that line. That <laughs> Go on, do, man. Do whatever you need to do. You may end up never refing a match for that company ever, but. Bottom line is you will, if that's really what you want to do, then maybe you don't end up refing for that company, but maybe somebody in that company goes to another company. They know that you're, re you're reliable and they, they use you as a reference and get your foot in the door there. There's no telling what will happen to your future. As long as you try eat shit for a little bit and, and enjoy it. Right. Bingo. That's, yeah. that's it. At least in the states, I don't know how this plays like internationally. Like I have no idea politicking wise how how any oh, of the international oh, is oh, it the same over to, there. You do have to eat shit here too. Oh yeah, It's so much fun. <laughs> I mean, in Europe, um, I think it's more or less about like fun. basically you eat shit. But the yeah. thing is that like if you send a message to a promoter, say in Denmark or something, hey, can I come in? Sure, you can come in. But you have to be ready to pay for your own travel. Like they'll get you sure. a couch and everything, but you 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 drop that seventy euros, that one hundred euros, one fifty, whatever. Mm. No one's gonna pay you for that. But if you go there, you yeah. show you do your job. The next time you might get paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and the thing like is, like we do, like uh, in Finland, we do not get paid. We do it all for free anyway, because like the. Uh, there are only two promotions and the scene is very small so basically like uh when i went to germany this year that was the first time ever that the promoter paid for my flight ticket for my hotel and i got paid and i felt weird taking money <laughs> i was like oh my gosh it was such a weird feeling because two and a half years doing everything for free like i'm usually uh, i'm the only girl in the whole company actually and uh, like I'm usually the one, uh, first one with the guys uh, going to the training hall, taking down the ring, putting it in a new truck and taking it to the place and to empty the truck and build the ring. So it's like, you know, and yeah, we do eat a lot of shit, but it's all out of love. <laughs> right. It has, to, that, it has yeah, to be, right? Yeah. I mean, like, especially when it, when it is one of the things like, when like money is tight because like everything is expensive especially in the nordic countries if, if anyone of you ever comes here you will notice that things are are very expensive because uh, i mean it's a very well, we live in a like the nordic welfare system so like we, things are good here we are the, happy, the happiest countries in the world but things are very expensive here and running shows is very expensive here so if 
if you only can get in like uh, 150, 200 people, that will not cover, especially if you because every every foreign talent you come in, they have to be flown in. You have to fly everyone in because if you look at the map uh, of Europe, you can see that Finland is basically an island on itself. Unless you have business in Russia uh, or Lapland, like you have to fly people in, and that immediately increases the prices for getting in new talent and makes it so like so you basically have to cut where you can so the point in in, in the nordics is often that you talent works just for experience and then tries to get abroad where they can make money or everyone or make connections that'll hopefully get them somewhere else and uh, but yeah yeah you can get your you can get your like train tickets or bus tickets like covered by the company but like sometimes sometimes that's not even possible because yeah, it's all not can... always going to be that way and it's, no. it's tough for somebody like like i'm 41 i've oh. got a wife i've got a kid yeah. i've got yeah, a somebody... regular job because refereeing doesn't pay the bills and yeah. it's tough to juggle all that i could see i mean timo with your black your background is blurred but you're blurring out your entire family behind you because yeah that, <laughs> but that family is the responsibility um, right like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. it's uh, tough hey guys, to make time yeah. Yeah, i uh, Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but uh, I think I'm getting ready to board, so I'm going to be hopping off here. All right. All right. Travel safe safe flight. Flight. Glad to have you. Okay. Have a safe you. flight. But yeah, like I absolutely, like you said, like my fiance doesn't want to be on camera, so out of out of respect for her, oh, like, of, I blur, of course, I, I blur, I'm just saying. But, but like, but like, but, but yeah, yeah, you're true. They're like this, this, this type here, like you know, how can I do No, Luna, just come in here. My oldest daughter. My oldest daughter. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Oh, hello. But it's hard to juggle the the amount of time that you put into the passion of being a referee versus is the time that you have with your family or your job or all of that stuff and it's yeah, there are yeah. the problem is with i've got a family as well and there are guys out there who don't have those same responsibilities and they're yeah. able to put, push their passion toward <laughs> there you go rob's yeah. raising his hand even though yeah. i'm a single dad and everything but still i try to uh, be there for my kids you know of what course, i mean of course. i'm a single dad i live with my brother and his wife so what Big Nobody's deal. responsibilities are more important than somebody else's. I for myself too, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, but oh, but yeah, it's, oh, yeah. you have to at some point you have to decide where you want to focus your passion, right? On your family, yeah. how much do you give to wrestling? How much are you going on the road? How much money are you putting towards the travel and the expenses and the food and everything that you're yeah. doing on the road where you're yeah. not getting compensated? It is very very tough and the Rob you at least have some responsibilities versus like a 21-year-old kid who's like fresh out of college and has no responsibilities and can just run around Around doing whatever he wants it is tough competing with those guys for jobs because they don't have the same responsibilities and they can be at every show where we can't yeah yeah that is so true like having three kids in a mortgage like you have to pick your spots I, I'm like, I would love to go every weekend i would love to go abroad every weekend and, and go on shows but like like i got bills fucking women yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I, I, you gotta pick your spots and and uh, and as much as I would love to go every time, I just can't. It's just not possible. And you're absolutely like, and there's like dozens, if not hundreds, of people half my age who can just, you know, oh, I got nothing better to do. I can, I can go anywhere, and everywhere. Yeah, that Everybody is so wants true. your spot, right? You got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Uh -uh. Yeah. 
And they're cheaper too. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, only, right? there's only two referees in Showcase Pro Wrestling: me and Frank Rocha, and that's it. There's two. Frank travels. I just stay out. He just muted himself. I did not mute him. I swear. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. Like, um, I had the opportunity. I got flown to Edmonton uh, a couple months ago, and that's about an hour and a half uh, flight away. And it was, it was really nice because this company, they, they saw the value of a, what a good referee is, right? And they're willing to like fly in the different talent when you're not just talent. Because like at the end of the day, none of us are doing this to pay our bills and that type of stuff. And it's always about trying to get better. And, you know, um, a lot of us were, were at a level where, where we're good and we're getting recognized. And, it, and it's nice when like, you know, the Earl Hefner will sit there and pull you aside and be like, hey, you're the best on the show. And, you know, and like for myself, I would have been like, what's one thing that I can do better now? you know there because you like there's once the you get that type yeah. of stuff you know yeah. so it's it's like for myself in the pacific northwest i work a lot with a lot of the referees and and you know it, it is everyone's trying to get their own spot but it's like we really try and work with each other here because we don't want like a bigger piece of the pie we want a bigger pie right and yes. we've all heard yes. about having like bad referees and how a bad referee can make a great match horrible and stuff like that right so it's like when we take ourselves and we try and be that professional level and try and always you know make that pie bigger it, it, it yeah it's just yeah i forget where i was going with that point but um it's kind of ungrateful it's a very ungrateful thing because like most people don't appreciate how much time and effort like the like i mean like the fans they pay tickets sure but like they don't see behind the curtain they don't see how much effort people put in the not just wrestlers but the referees and the other people for traveling and loading and loading setting up the ring and it's just and it and it many times feels so ungrateful that nobody notices that or like nobody cares about that unless something goes wrong and because you're because you're doing it because you want everyone to succeed you want things to grow and 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 especially when you feel like you're not getting the response you're hoping for you're you're not seeing the fruits of your labor that can be very frustrating i, I i'm yeah. i'm guessing something like that yeah they're like yeah, I, that's, I, that's, that's, like, that's um, where i that's where i felt you were going and like i was like uh, are you me except with a more cooler mustache it was like <laughs> <laughs> um you know i've been in management for a long time and when i first got into management i had a really good manager kind of pull me aside and he said he goes hey joe he goes People are not going to talk about the good things. They're only going to make like when they have a when you make a decision that people hate. That's when people are going to talk, right? When people are not yeah. talking, it means that you're actually doing a good job. Yeah. And I find a lot of it's a lot to do with the same thing with wrestling, right? Because like for myself, there's only like one or two referees per match or per per show, right? So a lot of times I'm doing somewhere between you know four or five matches. So I'm very busy on on everything that I'm doing, and it, it's not everyone notices how much hard work you're actually doing like you're doing burpees like for three hours basically some nights you know and it's those it's those key people that are like in the main event that actually see what you're doing and how hard you're working and how you're actually like working to enhance that match and you know so yeah those those, those compliments don't come by very often you know because it's oh. more you're about the things that you did wrong instead of the things that you did right yeah you know, it's, yeah, yeah it can get discouraging but as long as you kind of <laughs> I also wouldn't live for the compliment. The biggest thing that I've been finding: compare yourself to yourself. Don't compare yourself to this guy or that guy. It's just like where were you a year ago? Where were you six months ago? Where were you a month ago? You know. Yeah. And once you start having that mind frame, man, you, it's like it's yeah, you you can really exceed as as what you're trying to do because you know you know what your skill level is and you know where 
where you need work and where you don't need work. And, you know, when I'm in the ring, I, I do focus on making myself happy and, and being proud of myself and what I'm doing. <laughs> I, but one thing I don't do is worry about what guys in the back are thinking the, the, whether it is other wrestlers, other, uh, the promoters or whoever I'm working for, I know my ability. I know, in my opinion, I know what it makes a good referee. As long as I can go out there and make myself proud and live up to that, I'm happy with that. Part of knowing internally what makes a good referee is also knowing what the other, what the big companies, what my goals are, my places that I want to get to as goals, what they're looking for as a referee. That may not be the same thing that independent promoter down the street is looking for. If that's the case, and a lot of times it is, I will play more towards what I think the role is that a an impact is looking for, that an AEW is looking for, that a WWE is looking for, versus what I think that promoter specifically is looking for. It might be little stuff. It might be stuff that nobody's really noticing but you. Uh, but the I've definitely gotten critiques where someone is telling me, hey, you did this. Or just, okay, here's an example of... Um, Ring announcer is introducing the uh, the heel, right? Music play. Before the music plays, I come out of the curtain and I'm getting in position. By getting in position, I do not get in the ring. I wait on the outside of the ring while the heel gets in or whoever's coming out first. I'm just assuming it's the heel. Um, and I will wait off to the side, off camera or off, you know, out of the way. And I'll either kneel down or I'll just be against the wall or something. That way I'm not running around the ring while the heel is doing his intro in the ring and going from corner to corner and running around all the place. Then while the baby face is getting introduced, I will quickly as fast as I can get in the ring. And now I'm ready to be between the heel and the baby face. Uh, the baby face doesn't get the, the luxury of having the entire ring to himself, but I'm still giving the opportunity to whoever came out there first to have as much of the ring to showcase themselves as possible. Oh, I did. I started working for a new promotion last month and I did this and we had the earpiece in and as I'm standing over to the side, the promoter's on the earpiece yelling at me, Mark, Mark, why aren't you in the ring? Get in the ring, get in the ring. I stood my ground. I stood on the side. I didn't get in the way. And I did what I thought was right. And I stayed out of the focus while the first guy came out. And then once, once he was done and the, the second guy was getting introduced, I dove in the ring and we were good. And then in the back, the, the promoter didn't even say anything. I think he put it together as far as what I was doing. But I still wanted to make it clear afterwards, hey, man, wasn't trying to go against your words. I definitely heard you. I gave him the signal that I, that I was listening to you. But the, in my opinion, what I'm trained to do is hang out on the outside until the first guy's in. And then when the second guy's coming out, that's when I get in. And after that, he, his response was, oh, that makes sense. Okay. And it goes along with what I was talking about before where a lot of times we have thought we're referees, right? We live and breathe referee life. We have thought and breathed this stuff 24 hours a day in the shower, laying out of bed while we're working out or mowing the lawn. We think about all this little shit that referees do that promoters and other wrestlers never even consider. And because yeah. of that, we are the experts as far as like what is going on and the small stuff that really matters. So a lot of times the, the promoters and those guys won't consider that kind of stuff. So I am fine putting my foot down in a nice way and, and making sure. Now, if I would have explained to him, hey, this is what I do. This is what I was trained to do. And I, I fully you know, explained why I, I stayed out of the ring during the first guy. And then the promoter comes back at me and says, well, I, I understand what you're saying, but I'd still prefer if you got in the ring in the first. Well, sure. It's your show. Then I will absolutely do what you want. But at first, I will absolutely stand my ground and do what I need to do to make myself look as good as I can um, 
for for selfish reasons, right? Because I mean, we're all trying to make a. I'm not. I'm not ma- trying to make a name for myself down the street working in front of 75 people. I'm I'm doing that to cut my teeth to get ready for the big leagues. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Does that makes sense. Did I sound like a dick? No. In the ring, at, uh, I stand in the ring when the heel comes out and all that stuff. I try to stay out of the way of everybody, but I I'm still in the ring. Well, you can do it however you want. The major companies, if you watch, may, like I know AEW and Impact, and I think WWE do it this way, but that is the way that they'll do it. So if you yeah, just, if you just want to get practice with the way that they're doing it the, 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 as far as the bigger the bigger leagues go, um, give it a shot. See, what, see Try that. Try, give it a shot your next show and just see if you like it. And then if not, fuck it. Get rid of it. Well, I'll, go, I'll give anything a shot one time. You know what I mean? There you go. I mean, it's about kind of basically protecting yourself too i mean like you have you have your your own reputation and your your professionalism to look after so uh, in in a sense like I mean, of course you have to be flexible when like like if the boss calls you to do something okay sure but like just standing your ground and like not like focusing on your detail it's called uh, like not being disrespected it's a fine line dude networking I mean, is a skill you look yeah 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 it's networking and politicking i guess is the better word for it but it is absolutely a part of wrestling and if you're one of the guys who says i want to stay out of the politics and i don't want to get involved that stuff that's fine you can do that but you're not you could make it a lot further if you start learning the art of politicking and not to yeah. say that I'm good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say that I'm kind of good at it. I'm fucking terrible at it. But I at least know it's important, and it's something that I'm working on getting better at. It is a reality. It is a reality of the business. That you simply have to accept whether you participate or not. Yeah, absolutely. It's especially with like television companies. Television time is fucking important, guys. It is. If mm. you want to earn a spot for television time. That's what everybody is going for. Wrestlers, referees, ring announcers, everybody is trying to get that spotlight on television. And it gets to the point where, yes, it's a business, but it also gets to be cutthroat when you're trying, when you're getting down to that nitty gritty and it comes down to, we've got one spot, we've got three guys who are qualified. How do we decide and who gets that spot? Well, now, now it's really a business. Now it's really politicking. And now you really got to wedge yourself in there and make it possible for you to be the one who's the front runner. Fuck, I could talk on this shit all day, man. Yeah, no, no, no. that's what that's what we're here. That's what we're here, man. You know, I love to learn. I love to learn. Really do. I honestly think the biggest thing is just don't treat referees are not the boys. You're not one of the boys. You need mm-hmm. to show your value. As far as like, if I had one tip to give, if I was about to board a plane and get the fuck out of here, like Jesse, I the one tip I would leave, and he kind of said this, is to make yourself seen as being valuable. The being a referee is guys, fuck 85% of what we do in the ring takes no skill at all. Right. It's that extra 15% that we see is really important and it does make a difference, but does it really make that much of a difference or can you teach almost anybody to be a passable referee in a given amount of time that extra 15%, I don't think gets you the job. Amazing referees are good. And eventually you learn that extra 15%, but what gets you the job as a referee is, are you valuable outside of the time from bell to bell? What can you bring to, what value do you bring to my company? Why do I want you here over that other referee? That other referee who's sitting in the stands on his phone, not doing something. Are you over at the merch stand folding shirts? Are you helping them block off, you know, uh, chairs or or what are you doing? Are you helping with the ring? Do something, make yourself, 
useful and make your, and you don't even have to make yourself noticed. If you do it enough, you will get noticed. But again, that comes down to a lot of that eating shit. You're going to be doing a lot of shit where you are not getting noticed and you just have to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it and hope that you get noticed. Um, and you have to enjoy it, right? Like if you don't have, if, you, if you're going to be grumpy through that whole process, this is not for you. Making it bigger than, than the local indie is not for you because it's not, it's not possible to be a referee on a bigger stage if you're not willing to do that. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> my, my question is, you know, you talk about eating shit, but I know also that being a referee, and Joe, and we discussed this the first referee summit, it's the pulse, it's the pulse of the event. Without the referee and the communication between the wrestlers and going on backstage, and the God forbid you have to keep, make sure that the referee's safety are involved, why do you even have to eat shit knowing that it's such an important role of the event? The I think it comes down to that 85-15 breakdown. 85% of what we do can be done by anybody. And the other 15% is not important enough to, if you have the 15%, it's not important enough to get you a job. It, 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 that's absolutely the way it goes. There are absolutely bad referees on television, guys. The, no, maybe not currently, but there absolutely have been bad referees oh, on yeah. television. And be, it's because they're missing that 85%. They know to get oh, the guy yeah. out of the corner. They know how to count to three, blah, blah, blah. They know how to, they know how to count to 10 on the outside. Doesn't matter. It's the little stuff that that's the communication, the story building, the drama, all that stuff that comes and you can learn it, but it's not important enough because the wrestlers are good enough to work around it. That that does not make you important enough to allow this it doesn't even allow a referee to make a living for the most part in most companies. To Most referees in most companies, I'm going to say big and small, referees have a, like a full-time job outside of being a referee. The, and I'm talking yeah. about t- companies yeah. that are on television. That yeah. realization to me was a huge fucking wake-up call. Because my yeah. only dr- my dream, my goal was to get on, on television as a referee. And then, I, and then I did. Is that you, Rob? Is that where you're pointing to yourself? I only wish I'm I'm hoping one day just one and I'm 47 years old. I'm hoping one day, just one day, I get that one shot. Just one shot. One shot to do what? Like go to the big time, like go to WWE, be a referee or something. Just that one shot. I would love it. But you also have to be a realist, right? The WWE right now, if you are a male over the age of 26, you're out. You cannot, yeah, be, a re- you cannot be a referee. And I'm totally out as a referee, obviously. I know this. That's what I'm saying. The, if you have facial hair, they will not put you on TV. Okay. The, as, so a, as a new referee. Same with me. Oh, my I sh- God. I will not get rid of this. Sorry. Oh, I liked it. I, that is a – the facial hair thing uh, – Dami, this doesn't apply to you. But the, the facial hair thing is a rule <laughs> in, I believe, all three of the big co- – AEW, WWE, and Impact. Now, some WWE refs have a beard, um, but that they've, it's guys who have been there for a very long time. Um, if you're a new referee, they will, as far as I know, they will not give you the time of day if you have any facial hair because it adds a little bit of charisma and a little bit, it gives you a little bit of a character and they just want you to blend into the background. Um, uh, every time I do extra work for WWE, Impact, or AEW, I shave my beard. I hate it. I fucking hate the way I look without a beard, but oh, the, I, I do it. I was a little kid. Yeah, same. I just, I just. My face is like fucking, I, I got the spray tan because of it, because my, my tan is all up, whatever. I do what I need to do to make myself as a, as, um, as 
wanted by these companies as possible. With WWE, See, I don't even try because I know I'm too old to do what I want to do with WWE. Kind of sad to think of it that way, but yeah. yeah, at least we got something to, to back up on us. You know what I mean? I, dude, I wish it was different. I wish that yeah, we could make too. a living as a referee. We love this. I, if you're in this fucking chat, if you're listening to this thing, if, uh, God, for, you know what I mean? If you have the passion enough to listen to a podcast about referees, the, you probably have the same passion we do. You wish that referees were important enough to be able to make a living in this in this business. They're not important enough to do that because they know there's a kid who's building the ring. They could throw a ref shirt on and it'll just be, it'll be 85% as good as if they paid the, the, you know, us. Yeah. Yeah. You can't kid yourself in this business. I'm, 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 I'm shooting a lot of like hard facts at you guys. I'm not trying to like kill anybody's no, dreams, it's good. but like it's this, good. Shoot those facts, brother. I'm this, all good. I'd I love it. You know this what I mean? is absolutely a, a business and you have to treat it like a business. If you want to be more than the guy, the, than the senior official of the promotion down the street in front of 30 people. It, it, if you want to do something with this and you want yeah. to live out your dream, whatever it is, you need to <laughs> learn as much as you can about the, about what it takes to accomplish that goal and then go and work as hard as you can to accomplish that shit. Mm. I mean, yeah. Like all this info is really good because like, this is exactly the kind of stuff like I think, like especially young referees need to hear because I I promise you, like you all know, like you're naive when you start out. Like you think you're gonna, oh yeah, like you know, just just give me that, like uh, like all I need is like just send in the video and like I have a tryout and I'll I'll go to WWE someday, but or or I'll just work hard enough here and pay my dues and then finding out like there are no dues to be paid. They're just taking advantage of you. And like, like this is exactly the kind of stuff you can't be naive. I mean, like you can, you can have goals, you can have ideals, but you can't be naive in wrestling because people will take advantage of you. There are promoters out there that will take advantage of you without like, without flinching. If they can see that you are like, you're, you're there with like, like with puppy eyes, just, oh, wow. I'm I'm just glad to be here. It's like no, they'll like they'll take you. Well, let's use that guy right there. You know, I've seen it so many times in the Indies. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's called show business, not show friendship, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. show <laughs> business. Yeah. And it, it, it's kind of sad. I mean, like you can have good people you, you will meet a lot of good people but like like that still won't change the matter they're not going to pay your bills they're not going to feed your family like I, as much as hey i'm like you're a really good person to have on the show you're I'm like you're a good friend like i love what you're doing but he, they're not going to come and feed my kids or pay pay me more so that said if you so, yourself so, in a situation so like, where like promoters trying that won't cross the line yeah if, if you find yourself in a situation where promoters trying to take advantage of you make sure you're doing everything you can to I don't want to say take advantage of him, but like get the most out of the opportunity as you can. The, yeah, you maybe yeah. you don't get maybe you get stiffed on pay, right? It's not the end of the not the end of the world. So we're not making forty bucks no. that week. So no, I'm cares? sure everyone. I'm sure we've all <laughs> been there. Right? We've all been there. But the but make sure you're getting the most out of doing every show. If they have a photographer, get that photographer's card and get those pictures. If they have a videographer, if they have video, make sure you find out where that video is going, where it's being posted, or who owns it, and. See if you can get pictures and video and use that for your social media to build your quote unquote brand. I think as little and as insignificant as I think referees are, I do think it's important to have a brand and I do think it's important to get your face out there. 
Um, I, I make it a point to post one picture at least every day on my Twitter and my Facebook, just to make sure that people are getting my face shown to them on a daily basis. And I want them to remember that Mark Bitters is a referee. That's all I care about. Mark Bitters, referee, Mark Bitters, referee. I don't care about anything else. If it's just pictures, they're not even going to know how good I am. They just know that Mark Bitters is the guy that wears the black and white stripes. That is fucking perfect to me because that's what I want to be known as right now. The, and it, it, if you don't take full advantage, if, you, if you're if you not going the extra mile and trying to get the uh, the media, right, the media, the, the pictures and the video from your events, then all you're going to do is get the little bit of experience that you're getting from shows, which is important, but there's so much more in the money, but there's so, so much more that you can get out of shows and you need to make sure that you're squeezing every drop out of it. If you're going to spend the time away from your family or just away from your job or away from something else that can bring you joy or financial success. For sure. Like we've all, we've all mentioned, like none of us are making a a living wage off of doing this, right? So we're doing it for different reasons. You know, um, there's just one promotion that I work for and they don't really pay me all that well, you know, like I don't really enjoy it all that much, but every show they give me a microphone and they let me do like two or three promos. And it's just like, that's, that's so invaluable to me. Like, it's just like, it's just, you know, as a referee, that pay cut so that I can get better at like talking in the microphone because they made me kind of like, I'm the head referee. And then they made me kind of like this commissioner kind of a thing. And oh, I think, okay. That's oh, that makes sense. kind of okay. weird. Right. But like every now and then they'll be like, Hey, go out and introduce this match and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was just like, sure. No problem. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the only reason why I stick with that promotion is simply because they gave me that microphone. Shut up. Sorry about the dogs. Amazing. <laughs> That's, it seems like injustice knowing that, okay, if they if they if they don't want to pay you enough, it's one thing, but you have to pay for your own travel. It's like you're losing money to do something that you absolutely love to do. And actually it works. Like you're paying some you're losing money to work. That sucks. It's it's it, you can't think of it as work. It's it's a business, but you cannot view it as work because you will not be compensated accordingly. That's just the that's just the way the wrestling business goes. The if you want to get again, if you want to get anywhere in this business, I am I'm getting ready to drive to Windsor. I'm, I'm in Chicago. I'm getting ready to drive to Windsor, Canada next week for Impact. Um, I fly around doing WWE. Um, uh, uh, not dark stuff, but just like extra talent shit. The And it's all on my own dime. They're not fucking paying me to do it. It's because I've got the, it's one, because my schedule allows me to do so. I've got a very understanding wife and family. And well, it's, move your ass. <laughs> I think he's talking to his, to his pets. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's, it's just because of the situation that I'm in, but there's no way that any one of these companies is going to, you know, compensate me for that. The, it's, it's different if you're on the payroll, it's different if you're contracted, it's different if it's different if they've asked you to be there, right? If they ask you to come in, then you have a little bit more leeway as far as asking for trans and then getting some of the financial recovery there. But even in a lot of cases, even if they're asking you to be there, you're still not going to be recovered 100% on your entire weekend. Um, It is tough. It's, I, I appreciate you, Vic, as far as you, you seeing the referee as being important enough to yeah. to to like be what, what word am i looking for here that we that we've earned the, the the ability to like have a living at this but that's just not the it's not the way it works well there's a difference in not making enough to make a living and you have to do another job to pay 
No, dude. I mean, we're we're traveling five hours one way for forty bucks. It's not it's not enough for gas on the way there. You know what I mean? We're losing money as soon as we step in the door. We do it because we love it. We don't do it because we're even breaking even. We're not even fucking breaking even on this stuff. Uh, and you can't pack four referees into one car and, and just split gas bills because then you're you're taking jobs, you're taking experience from yourself, basically. You, you right. Can't, That's... You can't do what wrestlers do. You can't politics, right? Like you got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you take that 40 bucks you put in your wallet next to the receipts of the, your room at the Holiday Inn for that night, uh, the gas, the travel. It's like next to the receipts, that's a couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there, just right. to make 40 bucks. That's that's what I'm saying. The forty bucks means nothing. They can ascend, they they're basically paying us nothing. If I get stiffed on pay, it's not the end of the world because I'm a, I'm making nothing to begin with, compared to what you're spending to be there. It's it's a it sucks. It absolutely sucks. But like that's just part of it. Like that's what we sign up for. That does suck. Don't know how important the is. Yeah, like I, I mean, personally, I do it because I love it. Like the minute I put the shirt on and get in the ring, it's like, oh, this is so fucking cool. And also I love hanging out with all the people. But Tommy, and they don't pay you at all? No, no. Is that just, that's just the way it is? Where are you from again? Finland. Finland and just everywhere in Finland. Is it just the, the referees that don't get paid or is it the wrestlers as well? Uh, the home talent doesn't get paid at all. Wow. Too. Okay. Like the students and everything? Yes. Yeah, uh, students and the Finnish wrestlers, like the home talent that we have. The only people that get paid are the people who are we are flying in, basically. God. Like listen to that passion right there, guys. That takes fucking passion. Because we I'll, me and team, we work for the same company. So uh yeah, it's that's uh crazy. Everything we do it everything for free, and I just, to be honest, I'm looking forward to every single fucking show because I just love people that we have in a company, and they are like my family. They are my wrestling family, and we have so much fun. And then we get to meet like all the people that we are flying in and make new friends and new connections, and it's just amazing. So it's like, you know, I. I don't see it like a job. Like, I I mean, like we were talking before, like, yeah, we eat a lot of shit, but <laughs> I don't feel like it because it's the love and the passion. And I just love hanging out with all these people. Like, the guys are amazing. We get get along. Everyone likes each other. We have so much fun. And it, it's just, and I love making, meeting new friends, meeting new people and making new friends and all those connections. Like, I, I have been with uh, in the ring and officiation matches with the like talent that I used to watch on NXT UK and all of a sudden I'm in the same ring with those people so I was like oh fuck this is crazy like Sam Gradwell Nina Samuels <laughs> and all those other people so I was like oh my god this is amazing so it's to me it's I don't I mean I would yeah it would be my dream job. I know it's never going to happen. <laughs> First of all, I'm too old and the, the rules section, change. Like, Don't say never. I'm just saying I said I mean, right now that's the way the rules are. They that's not yeah, to say I mean, something can't change down the line. You know, don't, I'm they, not, don't give up on I'm, your dreams. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm definitely not giving up, but it's just uh, you know the way it is right now, it sure. just doesn't seem like it, but then you know the like the money to me is not worth it 
everything that I'm getting from that anyway. All the friendships, connections, oh. and fun, and you know, hanging out is just—it's crazy. I and I love every 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 second of it. So, and I'm really looking forward to like we have a show in Estonia next week, and we are gonna be there for like the whole weekend, and like it's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> and like, like I'll I'll add to the fact that like to the uh, to you Americans, it probably sounds crazy. Like what? They're like they're they're the wrestlers are wrestling for all for no pay or almost no pay. Well, you have to remember we have universal health care here, so like you don't go bankrupt if something happens to you. That's like, a great so, point. So it's less, so that's less of a less of a risk on you. Like it's not like end of the world. You don't have to sell your house or 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 your children to slavery to if you if you have to go and get some. Uh, like get some kind of uh, operation or, or anything like that so it that is that is something you don't have to worry about i mean it's um, okay to stop i mean we're making 40 50 bucks over here it's yeah, i mean yeah, it's yeah. it's essentially the same thing as not being paid yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but like mm. in, well uh, then uh, then on top of that like you get a concussion oh here's here's how much how much do you get like a checkup in, in the united states how much is that probably right i can't even tell you last time i was on a show that had a doctor right yeah like three figures i'm, I'm guessing three figures same just for a doctor to leave and look at you but like uh, oh, other sure. thing what but like uh like Domi mentioned the slam, slam does gigs in estonia too and like uh even though you, like talent don't get paid a lot but slam they pay for the trip they pay for the the use uh, your accommodations when you're staying there usually they arrange some kind of food for you so like even if you don't get paid i mean like it's not like you pay yeah. to go there so they compensate you for that way because it's part of the deal when, when slam rangers showed that the the people that buy the show because slam is kind of unique in the way that like they arrange the show but then they sell it to like a like a like a diff, another company or or another show like uh like a this is like a car show an american car show with with yeah. a, like old cars and they're having this uh wrestling show there uh as a side show sort of sort of so like even if we have so we don't sell any tickets but the show has been bought and sold like sure. like paid for so then then they use that money to arrange for our transport and and uh, accommodations so in that sense, I mean, at least we don't have to pay ourselves sick to travel abroad and back and pay for all the food. And then, then it's kind of like almost like a, like a paid vacation in a sense. You're just having fun with your yeah. friends and, yeah. and, and, and doing like what you, what you can enjoy doing, your passion. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think we all do this because of our passion. I know like I think some sounds of the good. coolest things <laughs> yeah, I it with people that yeah. you grew up watching on TV and like, you know, like one of the first shows I ever did was with Bret Hart and I'm from Canada and I grew up in Calgary. So, you know, the Hart Foundation or the whole Hart family says royalty here. And, you know, it was just the most amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sitting in the locker room and I look up and there's Bret fucking Hart. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, you know. Oh. A couple of weeks ago I did uh, Evil Uno, which like I love AEW. I love the product that they're putting out, right? So doing Evil Uno is batches. Cool. I'm doing a James Storm's match a few months ago. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm doing beer money. Like, you know, like though it's those little nuggets of gold that you know you love. I mean, those are yeah, yeah those are the moments that you 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 yeah. take with you that you carry with you. Mm-hmm. Like really. Like, and that's like the I thing, said, like nobody nobody day, can take it, so take cool. it away from you anymore. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. That, that you have yeah, it no forever, one... all those memories and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like that, like for me, like one of the recent moments when it, it's like unreal when I was in WXW just before the pandemic and Walter or Gunther, like he was backstage there. He wasn't wrestling on the show because like the, the fans, they didn't want even the fans to know that he was there because he was just in Gorilla because uh, he was a trainer there and he was a promote, part of the promotion, part of the, like, uh, the office there. And he didn't want them to know he was there because of the, like, it would have been a riot uh, for everyone to want his autograph and take pictures with him. But it was like so, so like, uh, it was so bizarre being in the same room with him. Like everyone else was cool because like everyone W knows him. Like yeah, it's Walter. He's been here for like like what twenty years. He's been here for his whole career. So what that he's on TV. That's that's Walter. It's almost weird for them that to see him on TV because it's just same old Walter for them. For me, it was like so bizarre seeing him like this. Like like he's even even bigger star now. He was uh, uh, when when he was just on NXT. He's even a bigger star now. And it was so bizarre seeing him. Like, in a sense, sure, it was bizarre seeing Earl Hebner too, but like, this was someone who was actively on, actively on TV, like active talent that like, like I was a big fan of. And uh, like, and, and it's, it's so weird being there. And it's kind of like, you almost have to like, like disconnect in a sense that you're like, well, that you're, you're not even there. Or you're kind of like, yeah, I, I'm here, but like, remember what why you're here you're not there to ask for an autograph or or anything like that or or you're not just being a fan you're you're part of you're part of the show so like remember know your role please please i can't tell you how many times i was at impact uh, two months ago three months ago i'm not going to be specific on timeline but the we were sitting down we were just doing extra stuff and i was just hanging out with a couple of the extras and one of the extras just, he just out loud to everyone that was sitting around us extra wise. And then also there was talent around us. He just like loudly pronounce announces the, the, he poses the question of who do you think is the most famous guy here? And then he started listing people. <laughs> I was now, this is, what, this is what I'm talking about. The, or this is, this kind of goes off of what Timo was saying. You have to remember where you are. You have to mind your P's and Q's. This guy, I don't think he got in trouble for it, but this is absolutely something I never would have said out loud. It's It was just a crazy, like he was outwardly putting people down, not on purpose, but just he was oh. trying to answer this question on his own that he posed. And he, he's just outwardly saying, well, it's not this guy. It's definitely not this guy. Well, this guy, you know what I mean? And it's, it was just so stuff like that can fuck you stuff like that. If it's heard by the wrong yeah. person, you will yeah. absolutely, you could be asked to leave. You could definitely not be given a spot. The, the, the mind your P's and Q's be aware of what you're saying at all times, whenever you're, you're around, whether it is working for one of these bigger companies or just if, if Walter's backstage and, and, and you're saying something, you know what I mean? Just mind whatever you are saying around anybody, I guess, because you never know who's listening or who's connected to who. Um, just sure. act sure. like a, it's a, again, it's a business. So treat your words like you're in a business atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, that that keep your eyes and ears open and your mouth shut. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing goes with social media, right? Like that's something we don't realize. It's like that's a big one. Like I would love to work for the WWE. I'm not saying I ever will be, right? But like I'm not gonna go on Twitter and shit talk them. Like that's just stupid, you know. Yeah. So Anything about who you want to work for, and you know, like it's a business. Be be yeah. 
political. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a I lot mean, of people bash WWE nowadays. Is like, why, why? Yeah, I mean, like I remember, like just you mentioned uh, working for WWE. I, I remember when Tyler Bates. Uh, he was wrestling in the NXT UK tournament. He was like 18 years old, 19 years old at that point. And he like he was he had been 16 years old, you know, just two years ago. He was like posting on, on Twitter like comments about, about WWE and the show quality or lack thereof in his opinion. And it's so funny, it's like that's just two years ago. Someone's gonna dig up all that stuff, and they did. And like they're gonna share it on social media, and like they're gonna like put you in a bad light, or like like. And if there's people who don't like you backstage, like that, those will be passed around. So like 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 there you go. But of course, when you're 16 years old, like oh, like what, what do you what do you know about anything at that point? Like you're not gonna think like oh I'm I'm gonna be working for WWE. But even so, it's like like that's just a good. I, I do think they allow a little bit of leniency when it sure. comes to like with a minor and then I mean sure. everybody's a fucking dumb teenager, right? And sure. then but by the time he got the job, he was he was he'd grown out sure, of that sure, and he was absolutely. a lot smarter. But it's yeah, just one of those things like just just be yeah, well, be yeah, smarter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But it's like yeah, but it's just one of those things like mind your manners wherever you are and, and like why would you ever shit on well if you want to be there, why would you shit on it? Like if you want to go to WWE, why would you shit on it? Why would they ever take you if you're like, oh well, you what do you even want to be here if you're acting this way or talking about it this way? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can have your own opinions, but you should like think about you know some opinions you can just keep for yourself. You don't have to put it on social media where everyone can see it, and you know. So, I mean, I have some opinions that I'm not gonna... <laughs> because I, I know sure when to keep have, my but... mouth shut. So. That's not even wrestling advice. That's just life no, advice. No. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but it's you know, it's like it works <laughs> anywhere. You know, in a wrestling business too. You know, you gotta, you know, keep you some 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 opinions to yourself, and you you gotta know when to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like but just because in general like especially because wrestling is one of those like we said you can have friends but this is still a business it's so there will be people that even though you think you can talk to them you really shouldn't talk to them about certain things or or share share things with them it, it is unfortunate that way because like there will be people that take advantage of those things even though even though they might be a close friend but they're but that's just the unfortunate reality of, of things like especially when more money is involved like that's that's one of the fortunate things about there being so very little money in in, in wrestling the nordics is uh like like a lot less drama when it comes to money because there isn't any <laughs> but like the higher up the food chain you go like like just the things you've heard or i've read about in in the bigger companies that happens backstage like how petty things can be it's, yeah. it's, it's so mind-boggling that especially just a million or a billion dollar company and people can be so petty about things because they know like you know just put it in a bad word with this guy or that guy and oh he's out or she's out and you know that's it your contract's out that's all like if they if they have the clout to pull it off and it's kind of you know kind of sad but well but yeah that's just 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 the reality of it unfortunately i mean i would i would also stress that 
be careful of your assumptions. The not you, Timo, just the fans in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially, I mean, and and guys who are working in the, in the business too, wrestlers, referees, managers, whoever. Um, be careful of your assumptions of what you think and what you're reading is happening behind the scenes at the bigger companies where you want to get to. The you're yeah. not there, right? You're not there on a daily basis. You're not behind these closed doors where all these reports and dirt sheets are coming out with. We don't know all the details of anything anything the it's the the internet i'm gonna say the like the fan base but this also applies to many 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 wrestlers um on the independent level the the guys who think that they know everything and and everything that goes on behind the scenes are the guys that are gonna end up shooting themselves in the foot because they they're making assumptions and they're making opinions based on what they've heard and what they've read and a lot of that just either isn't true or they don't have all the details or there's so much more to the story. And you you will never know all that. So you'll never be inside the brain of Vince McMahon, right? The, there's a Vince gets so, so much heat for anything that he does nowadays. Vince, we wouldn't have wrestling if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon gave us all this gift that we are all so passionate about. And Nobody knows what was in his mind back when he was, you know, on the upswing in the in the early '80s, and nobody knows where he's at now in his head, or at the or Triple H or Scott Demore or Tony Khan or whoever it is. The you don't know what's going on in these backstage meetings and these backstage minds of the people who are running the the place. So don't try to be. So just all you can do is control what affects you. And you can't even control what affects you. You can just control how you affect other things. And and your impact on things sometimes the don't get so wrapped up in this in this business is I guess what I'm trying to say dirt sheets dirt sheets specifically but just in general the people get so wrapped up in the opinions and the and the the on screen product that they're not happy with or whatever the case may be there is so much more to this business that you can be doing and can be thinking about that is going to help you get somewhere versus having all these negative thoughts that are going to do really nothing for you. And they're not, I mean, they're not positive. They're not doing anything for you. And, and in a lot of cases, they're just not true. Yeah. yeah. People, get, people get stuck in a bubble, like especially a, a lot of wrestling fans like that I talk to, or like uh, when I, I discuss on, on discord, uh, like you can tell that like people get like stuck in this wrestling bubble where it feels like, you know, everyone should know these things. Uh, and, and then you're talking to them like, like uh, there was that episode of, was it SmackDown or Raw where the NXT guys took over because the, the planes were stuck in Europe on the European tour because yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Uh, uh, volcano. And there were people in the crowd were like, who are these guys? Because like they were WWE fans who didn't watch NXT. But like for these people uh, on Discord who watch everything, they were talking like, oh yeah, this is such a huge moment or this is such a huge opportunity. And the people in the crowd were like, they have no idea who these are. They are WWE fans and they don't watch NXT, so they don't know who these people are. And that's also one of those things where like that's that was like one of those reminders to me, like don't get too caught into the wrestling, like don't get too stuck on that you lose sight of the bigger picture, that you're just so focused on the the goings on in wrestling that you're like lose perspective and lose a like sight of things because like like most people don't watch like like wrestling this way or this diligently i mean the, the passion is admirable but in a sense like you can't get too lost in it uh, because the same thing with dirt sheets you can't like go on 
assuming you know things just because you read them. We, we, we've had these discussions. I mean, we, we had with Vic uh, on, on an earlier podcast about, about John Gresham. Like, there were posts about him, like, he, how, like, people thought he was, you know, uh, unprofessional when he, when he left the, the title, when, or Ring of Honor title when he left the AW. And then later on, like, he did a post on social media about, like, how he was in a bad place when that happened. And he, he explained his reasons why, why things went down the way he went. And, and then you understand. Because, like, it was until, until he said, I mean, people didn't know. We just assumed. We went based on, on dirt sheets. And, and that's very important to remember, I, I think, that, like, not to get too lost in this stuff. Or, like, thinking you know what you don't actually know. Because like you like the less the less you like you delve into wrestling, the less more you lose sight of or, or focus of the important stuff. I think I'm not sure if I came to any point there, but like I think you <laughs> found maybe something valuable there. What I said, or, just, or understood something of what I said. It's funny. I'm I, I mean, I could sum up for this for you if you mind, uh, Temu. I think. I could sum, sum it up so that like when you go to a locker room or you, you call it like you see it, just like in refereeing, you call it like you yeah. see it. If you don't see yes. it, you yes. just don't call it. Yes, yes. Because people will talk. People will talk, especially people who weren't there will talk mm. and they will share. And then, but if you don't know, I mean, you don't know. But like, that's why you, you like, you should meet people and take them like use your own judgment on things because this is a business of 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 lying basically this is a business of fooling the fans and sometimes each other and ourselves often unfortunately so you know don't people should be surprised that there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, lies or outright like or deception or or like not just incomplete facts if you want to be you know like a put a positive spin on it. it's not they're, they're lying it's just that they they don't have the pill picture they don't know the details of why or what happened so yeah very true yeah you put it a lot better than i did <laughs> call it down the middle yes <laughs> call it like a see it's crazy how some people can just like throw like some crazy story out there and you now people will get the they get become popular. I mean, people on social media might like it, might, you know, share and stuff like that. And you're reading it going like, how? How is this possible? Because you know it's not true. You just talk to your friends about it and they know it's not true. But still, they get the like the 94,000 likes or whatever like that. And it's just like, how can, they, can this happen? I mean, it's just like, you're pretty much lying. And you know, it's just crazy. Because if, if I put something out there and someone wants to know where I get my information, I'll share links about, you know, this is where I got this, this, and this. There's been times before they'll be like, you know, that guy is a dirt sheet rider. That guy got arrested for smoking meth. This guy's crazy. And I'll be like, okay, and I'll admit I'm wrong. I have no problems with me, I'm wrong. But then you still, I'd say you still have these, the clickbait people. And it's just... That's the world we're living in. I mean, you kind of just have to ignore it. That's the, that's the only option you have at this point because there's so much of it. And that's the only way that they get, that's how they make their living, right? The, that's the way that the, a lot of these dirt sheet writers make their money is they, they have these clickbait headlines. And it's just, 
part of the wrestling business. The same way that referees not getting paid is part of the wrestling business. It sucks, but it that's just what is a part of it because they're just they're trying to put food on their table, agree with it or not. That's what they're trying to do. And uh, the, I, I think you just have to ignore it. I don't think there's going to be any change to it. I don't think it's going anywhere. Oh, yeah, it is one of those. You just try to have to see the humor in, in some of those things. Like I remember when you said a clickbait video, when there was a, on YouTube a clickbait video about top 10 deaths, wrestling deaths in 2023. And there was a picture of Shawn Michaels and Batista. On the- <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you're, 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 you're not even trying. You're just lying. Like, what? Are they dead? I got to quite click and see. <laughs> it was so outrageous. That's a way you do like, oh, look, these two wrestlers are talking. Or here's stuff that yeah, you don't know behind yeah, the curtain. And he's just watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking shit. Like... <laughs> They address those deaths before you say anything. You want to Google it real fast, just in case. Did I miss that? No, I didn't miss it. Okay, now I can say you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's always that chance. You Google and you're like, oh shit, he is dead. You don't want to call the guy full of shit, then you know, find out that he really is dead. Either way, I wouldn't waste your time telling him he's full of shit, whether he's right or wrong. Just, move on. <laughs> just ignore him and move on. I just, you know, appreciate everything that, you know, everything from the promoter straight down to the last, to the guy who just brings in the tools, to put the rings together and everyone in between, the referees and the wrestlers specifically. I just appreciate everything you have done and the sacrifices you've made. When you have some like moron who lives in the basement, you know, typing shit up, it's like, the sacrifices they made, you're pretty much pissing on it. And that's what really gets me going. It's just like the whole, it's like, that's disrespectful to the, to those people that's respectful to the sport. And it's like, why are you doing that? That's what gets me going. Are you, pardon my ignorance, Vic. Are you in the wrestling business? Like, are you a wrestler or anything? No, I'm just a podcaster. Okay, just podcast. My advice for you would be, I've got a thing in the wrestling business where it's like, even if your friends have heat with somebody, that doesn't mean you have heat with somebody, right? There's enough heat that, that, that there's enough arguments and there's enough people that don't like each other for me to have enough heat with someone directly instead of me having heat with somebody indirectly. Like my friend doesn't like you, so no, I don't like you. I don't play that game. You can't play that game because there's going to be too much heat to go around for everybody. Um, you're going to, I would, you would save so much time and stress if you just stop worrying about, other people and the and the and the disrespect that you think that they're giving to people who are in the wrestling business and the whatever you think that they're doing they may be doing it i mean i'm from me personally i don't give a shit like i don't i don't see it as them spitting on the the art or in the sacrifice that i'm making blah 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 i don't care there are people that absolutely do care but i'm saying because they're not spitting on you directly save your time and more importantly your energy for stuff that does directly you know, correlate to you. And I would, I would suggest, I, I think that correlates and can be, um, can also apply to everybody in the wrestling business. I, I feel like there's too much disagreements. There's too much hatred and there's too much negativity and there's too much heat. Um, when it's not warrant, not even that it's warranted, people are just getting heat for, or they're like taking on somebody else's heat. And I don't think you can, I don't think you should be doing that. It, it, we only have so much room in our brains for so much negativity. You don't need to bring in excess negativity. Yeah, I mean, like, like I think this is just yourself to yourself, you know, like just pay attention yeah. to what's oh, yeah. you and be dumb and fun and just kind of, you know, 
But at the same yeah. time, if that gets you clicks for your podcast, fucking go nuts, man. That's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think. I mean, I mean, that's how you get to be number one podcast in Finland. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can snapshot and share it. No, but I, like, I, can, I can personally, like, understand where, you, where you're coming from because uh, I have been hearing a lot of shit about people that I work with and I know it's not true and uh, people are manipulating, lying and twisting things and that's what gets me going. I mean, I'm, I'm getting better at the- uh, But that's always going to be there is the problem. Like that's yeah. never going to get better no matter what you yeah. do. It's always going to be there. So you need to decide, yeah. am I always going to care about this? And is it always going to take up space in my mind or can I just put it to the side and move on to other stuff? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm getting better at, you know, like- That's awesome. You know, meditating and you're like, okay, you know- whatever it's not true i know who the that person really is and whatever but it's like at the beginning it was like uh yeah although you know when you watch your friends being bullied and things like that that you know it's, it's oops sorry <laughs> um yeah it's not it's not nice but i'm kind of like getting better at uh, you know controlling my emotions how how i react to it but then luckily you have like those close people to you that you can went and you can talk shit anyway so it's you know <laughs> yeah but yeah i, I understand what he where, where he's coming from so I think yeah. Sheena put it nicely when he said, like, when in the Chris Van Vliet interview, he said, control the controllable. It's like, I mean, you can't control how people talk about other people, but you can control how you react or how much energy you decide to put on it. You yeah. can, or you can focus on the good stuff. You can focus on your friends. You can focus on the show, or you can focus on the social media and focus on the backstage politics. I mean, like, you can decide what you put your own energy into. Like, like and just let other people do their thing and like yeah. and, and, i mean it can infuriate it can infuriate and it is one of those unfortunate things about about wrestling but it, it, like but you can all you can do is like control how you how you like engage in it or just put it to the side and i think that's just good life advice in general it's it's like trying yeah. to and like mm. we were talking about like the disrespect people have for sure i i i i like I think I've come to the point where like, I don't think it's even just disrespect so much for like things in general, but it's just in general, there are people that do certain things. It doesn't matter what it is. And then there are people that are on the outside looking in and they, because they're outside, they don't see like the whole picture. And this is true with everything. It doesn't matter if it's a football or any other sport or, or movies, like people that are on the outside, they only see a part of it. And they criticize based on what they see or think they know. And those on the inside, they know the pic they know the thing or they know more. And like even though it infuriates that that people have this perception of the situation or this person. But like you can't, it's just a tidal wave of social media. You can't, I mean, you you can't fight it. So all you can do is like accept that. You know they are they are watching and you are doing and like focus on the doing because like if you're not doing then you're you're no better than those who are just watching and this is like one of those like things in general like with i think in in anything and everything you can apply to this that like uh, yeah like true. most people that are are fans of a certain product i mean they are fans of but they only see that certain part 
and and then based on that you have to remember this is like like i was talking about like not living in the bubble is like trying to trying to remember that they are just going off what they think they know or just the part of, that they know and that's a, that's a tiny part and then you can kind of like understand where they're coming from even though it is annoying or infuriating but you understand and and then you can kind of move on and like get some per perspective on things well ladies and gentlemen we are at a 90 minute time limit right now if it gets more than 90 minutes and zoom doesn't allow me upload stuff <laughs> yeah gotta, gotta go by their rules uh, real quickly, we'll go around the screen real fast. If anyone wants to promote their site and want to find out the chance. Tim, we'll go with you first. Sure. Uh, Slammers of Finland at Slammers and me, Finref Team, at Finref Team on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I should be more active there, but like I, I usually retweet most most stuff on on Twitter and Instagram. I should be more active there, but like I'm just too old. Uh, I I post fairly, but like you can follow me there or or say hello, <laughs> and this will go on my YouTube as well, whenever it comes out. I, and that's also at Finrep Tim. Yeah, this will be out Wednesday. Awesome. Be out in, pod, in podcasting world Wednesday. Uh, Riku, would you like to promote anything so people will find you? Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm more active on Instagram. Uh, Ref Riku, R-E-F-R-I-K-U. Uh, I work for FCF Wrestling in Finland, uh, and we're going to have a huge banger of a show on September 30th in Helsinki, Finland. We just announced that the non-binary nightmare themselves, Max the Impaler, will be making their Finnish debut and I can safely say that it's not, they are not the only one that we're going to have. So that was a the show is one. Northern Queens, Northern Queens representing the underrepresented in the wrestling business. So a very big showcase show and Maxine Paylor will be there and some other great guest talents, which should be announced shortly. So Mark? wrestling.fi, go there if you're interested. No. Yeah, for me, you can find me. Um, currently, I think I've got a couple shows on the Premier Streaming Network. The most recent one was uh, FWF Live 5 that had guys like uh, Colt Cabana, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, um, Aaron Rourke, Max Smashmaster, a bunch of like huge indie guys, but also like a bunch of up and coming, very, very good, talented guys. Um, definitely worth pick, uh, checking that out on the Premier Streaming Network. You can find me, not referee-wise, but you can at least see me under my shoot name on WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Um, it's currently, it aired, I think, a month ago or so. Um, it's the Macho Man episode. You can check that out on A&E. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at RefMarkBitters. I'm also on Facebook, Mark Bitters. And then uh, Jesse's not here, but you can follow Jesse on uh, at JesseTheRef on, uh, on Twitter. Jesse is J-E-S-S-E. And uh, check him out on uh, NWA. Um, slamrace.com um, it's on all social medias at slamrace my own uh, I have a twitter account but I haven't posted anything in months because I don't like twitter <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, instagram and uh, instagram is refdomi and uh, uh, facebook is refdomi matejova 
we have like um, next week the show in Estonia for the American car show. Then we have Car Rock Festival in Uusikaupunki uh, the next week. And then we have, I think, like a big show in Helsinki in the beginning of August. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things happening. Yeah, Helsinki Metal Festival on August, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the Hell Slam first, yeah. and then the that, week that, next. Yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> the following week is the, the festival. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. Uh, but Joan Sims going to be in that card, was it? Isn't he? I'm trying to push. Uh, the modern day Viking, uh, but Joan, but Joan Sim, Joan Sim. Björn Sen, yes, yes, yeah. Björn Sen from Norway. Björn, yeah, he's oh, gonna yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah the Björn from Norway. Yeah, he's going to be next week in, in Estonia. Yeah. Yes, yes. The only reason I and know then, that is because I had him on the show this morning. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's and then the here. Sam Gradwell is coming and the uh, Amal is coming from NXT UK. It's the next week, the following week to Karjurok. We have like Savalo, the Viking queen, coming next week and the following. And, you know, probably Heidi Katrina is coming back in August after the injury. So excited for that. And I think we will have Shana again at some point because they are supposed, the good ladies are supposed to have their match against each other. So, uh, yeah, really excited. And the wolf. Um, I'm not sure what his name is. He was part of the Imperium in NXT UK. Sorry, yeah. So he's in he's uh, in the show on 5th of August. Yeah. So Axel that's going to be cool. Axel Tischer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. So. Joe. Hey, yeah. Uh, you can check me out on all the major social media networks at uh, Joe King Referee. Um, also come check me out right now. We're doing a 10 day or a 10 burpee challenge. That's just, uh, everyone just doing 10 burpees every single day during the month of July. Um, and then, yeah, you can just come and check out some, uh, daily Joe Devation that I give out and just kind of like, uh, helping everyone kind of achieve their dreams and going after what they want. And yeah, so that's a Joe King referee and yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them, all of them. I gotta say, I love your social media. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I love yours as well. <laughs> It's like the, 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 the videos and the pictures are like, you do some crazy things out there. <laughs> I gotta I appreciate say. that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. So, yeah. And last but certainly not least, Rob. Uh, most likely it's Facebook. It's Rob Fuller. Uh, Facebook. Um, showcaseprowrestling.com. That's where everybody. That's their social media page. The uh, the 14th of this month, it's going to be uh, at 126 um, Main Street out here in Woonsocket. Come check it out. You know, I'll be there for refereeing. Um, the 29th, it's going to be a reunion show for um, uh, Renegade Wrestling and New England Wrestling Alliance. I'm only going to uh, do a, my character. Uh, as a rumble, I'm hopefully get getting to be um, a referee because Buff Bagwell is supposed to be there and some other wrestlers to come into this show. 
on the uh, the 29th and the 30th. I'm hopefully making um, my debut at Puerto Rican Fest in Providence, Rhode Island. So come check it out. You know, that's showcaseprowrestling.com, anywhere else. And they also have a, a Twitter, um, a TikTok, and all sorts of social medias. So I also have a TikTok. If anybody's interested, it's Mr. Pickles and all that stuff. So, yes, I will ruin my own gimmick. I don't care. Read <laughs> it. He would destroy it. I, I, because I own that basset. That's why. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for coming on today. Certainly, you guys are the underground stars of the shows, and just your grind alone, I appreciate. Thank you very much. Thank you, for thank you, thank you for having us. And thank you for everyone who watched this Killing the Business Worldwide, and we are all out.